Welcome lovers, my name is Julio Miguel Cruz Jr. and you are now listening to Two Hearts, a platform to discuss the euphoria and agony of love, the struggles and character growth of heartbreak, and everything in between. So follow me as we jump into a conversation that's both insightful and intense. I hope you'll listen with an open mind and an open heart. Let's go. There's no reason to believe she always be Episode 2 of Two Hearts Podcast, and this is take two, because the first take was an emotional disaster. (laughs) Yes, and uh, I was forced to restart this podcast, but I think this time we are on the same page, and it'll be more constructive. (laughs) So, um, I want to start this podcast off by saying, uh, first of all, the intro to this podcast which is my absolutely favorite part i love it brings me back to life beautiful rendition of two hearts by phil collins performed by drea real and i appreciate everybody taking a listen to the first episode i received a overwhelming amount of responses and it was beautiful the messages that I got really inspired me and gave me the energy that I have here today to start another episode and bring you more of the realness. It is going to allow me to continue to be vulnerable, transparent, and brutally honest with my feelings, no matter how frightening that may be. So here we are, episode two. I am your host with the most, spreading love like butter on my breakfast toast, Julio Miguel Cruz Jr., and I am here today with my ex-girlfriend. I can call you that, right? You can call me your ex, but leave out the girlfriend. Okay. We have Raquel with us. How are you? Hello. I am uh, better now. Good. You let it all out? All the yelling and cursing? Well, yes. Now that we've come to a better understanding of each other, think so i could do it again if you want no please don't (laughs) refrain from using that kind of language uh all right so before we start i have my big multi-purpose lighter gun thing Mm -hmm. which is the greatest thing in the world because if you know me i don't like to light matches or lighters i have a pyrophobia and i don't like you didn't know that i did not know that you really didn't know that that's why yeah. when that happened yeah. you did not I jumped I don't like fire I don't like fireworks I mean I like them I just I can't handle it or light them I don't I don't, I don't mess with lighters I don't like to light matches but whatever I got my pink sands Yankee candle here for inspiration okay here we go and I have my white sage and please please stop with the white sage 
I believe that this is going to be a very constructive and interesting conversation because Raquel and I have both, we were in a relationship yes. of sorts. We were in a relationship. Okay, so you were my ex-girlfriend. I was your ex. All right. We didn't label anything mm. when we were together. What are what are labels? What, what is that? What is life? What's a relationship? <laughs> you really got to ask yourself these questions. You really do. So I believe in non-conforming. <laughs> whatever that means. So... Yeah, I think this is going to be very constructive because we have gone through a lot mm-hmm. together. And, and we always keep it real. I think that is, yeah, that is accurate. We keep it real. That's why the first one was, uh, I, I believe, was a little difficult because we just, we keep it so real with each other that it kind of spirals out. A little out of control. Yeah, I believe that um, it was a little too real. Mm-hmm. Like everything, we moved past it. And now we're in a better place. We have a better understanding now, and mm-hmm. I think this is going to work out great. I didn't want to talk about our relationship, but mm-hmm. she feels like it's constructive. And I think so. It'll hopefully help someone, and it'll, it'll shed a lot of light on the person that I was and where I, what my mindset was at the time and how far I've come along since then. And I think that's why it's a little difficult for me to talk about because I'm in ways ashamed of who I was and how I handled things because I was raised better than that. And I am better than that. You are. And I knew that I could have been a better person to you. And I think I was just very disappointed in myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm so glad that I have really taken a step back and really analyzed our relationship and everything that went wrong and everything that I did wrong and uh, made the right changes. Mm -hmm. But to get to where I am, I had to walk away from where I I was. Yes. And And I was at a very, I had a really toxic state of mind and really bad, destructive, self-destructing habits. I'm glad you were able to to realize that and be able to walk away with saying, you know what, I need to change. Like, this is a major change that needs to occur. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of you for it. It's not, it's not easy. Change is not easy for anyone. But to realize that it's self-destructive, it's not helpful for your situation, it's not helpful for the other person, and then be able to apply it to your next relationship and do better, that's... You know, that's a fantastic thing. And I'm glad I was able to help you with that. Yeah, I just... Uh, so... It sucks that ca- I went through it, but I'm <laughs> glad I was able to help you well, with it. Well, you know, I'm sorry. Um, okay. It was just... It came from... The change started seeing how much I hurt you. Mm-hmm. And to think that I could cause so much pain to someone who I'm supposed to be with and my job is to post is to make you feel good all the time and I, the pain that I was causing you I was blind to it for a really long time and I think I needed it to happen I think I needed to feel some kind of pain in order for it to open my eyes so when you left that's when it all hit me mm-hmm. and I realized that I'm not who I wanted to be Like I said in my last podcast, something that we have to do is we have to constantly check ourselves. And Mm -hmm. I would ask myself the question, 
would I want to date me? If I was a girl, would I want to date the person that I am? And at that point, I, I really did not want to be with somebody like me. You know, there was a situation that happened right before, like, things really, you know, surfaced. Um, your mom, like, I, had, I hadn't been over, like, I, I, when we dated, I would come over your house almost every day and sleep over all the time. And then there was a moment where you, you told me that you were really busy with work and whatnot. Um, and then I came over and I hadn't been over in like a week. And your mom grabs me and she embraces me. And I don't think you were next to me when this happens. Probably not. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Your mom grabbed me and embraced me and she's like, oh my God, Raquel, I missed you so much. She's like, please don't leave. She asked me not to leave. She's like, she's like, please don't leave, please stay. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> and it didn't, it didn't hit me. Like I didn't know why why she said that until everything surfaced. And right. then I was like, she set me up. That's. <laughs> she set my that's ass up. Funny. Thanks, mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't the best person that I could be. And I felt like, I don't know, I was, just, I was really disappointed in myself. Because mm-hmm. uh, my mom raised me better than that. And unfortunately, you had to get hurt in order for me to learn. And then I had to get hurt in order for me to grow. Mm-hmm. It was a rough time. You know what? Hurt is hard, but I think you hurt the right person. Does that make sense? Because I don't feel like a lot of people or a lot of women would have come out the way that I came out with this whole situation. Well, well I'll explain it. I mean, I'll I'll get into it. So I will tell you how it all transpired from my point of view. I was in a relationship with a young lady who I just did not feel anything for anymore. I had it for a very long time. But I would make excuses to stay in a relationship because I felt obligated to kind of take care of this person because I felt like that person couldn't take care of themselves. And I cared for the person. I didn't love the person anymore. But I cared for them and I just felt like obligated. Like we had put all this time in already. I feel like we should just um, we should stick it out, you know, tough it out. And I kept lying to myself. I wasn't happy. I had not been happy in that relationship for so long. I longed for the attention that I deserved. I wasn't getting it there. I did not think that she was the person for me. That she was the type of person that I did not want to be with. I could not be with somebody like her. But I was with her for such a for such a long time, about almost two years, and I I just felt obligated. As wrong as that sounds, I felt obligated to just stick it out and just try, you know, or just take care of them. I couldn't bring myself to just leave because what would happen to them? And I felt like I'd feel guilty. And while I'm dealing with all of that for months, I met Raquel. And somebody who just made me feel nice and we would talk and it was just... 
it was very comforting. It was what I had been searching for. All the signs in my head were pointing to Raquel's direction. But I had this internal struggle. I could not let go of the relationship that I was in. And to clear it up, it was not a relationship anymore. Trust in that relationship had been broken. I did not feel anything in that relationship anymore. I was numb. I, at that point, for the last probably six to seven months of that relationship, I felt more like a legal guardian. Just someone watching over someone, making sure they're good, making sure, you know, they're happy, having their back, being there for that person. But I was so willing to be there for that person at whatever cost that nobody was there for me. But I was there for you. Yeah, until I met Raquel. And then that's what drew me to her. And I got closer to Raquel. We got closer and closer. And it happened faster than I expected. Mm -hmm. And that's where the struggle got real. Because I wanted to be with Raquel. But I could not bring myself to what I thought at the time was abandon the other person. I felt like it would be abandonment. Like I would completely ditch this person, desert them, and they'd be left for dead. I truly felt that way. And I, I'm like, that's not the type of person I am. I don't want to be that type of person to just leave somebody. And when I, in reality, I should have left for myself. But I was too caught up in thinking about someone else's well-being that I didn't think about my own. Or mine. Hello. <laughs> or yours. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I wasn't honest with Raquel. And uh, because I just didn't know how to handle that situation. And and things with my other relationship was declining so rapidly that I thought, you know what, this is gonna, this is going to fucking crash and burn very soon, anyway. So I'm just gonna let it naturally crash and burn, mm -hmm. so I don't feel any kind of guilt, you know, for leaving, and then I can move on with Raquel. Uh, it didn't exactly work out that way. No, not at all. <laughs> it did not work out that way, and before things ever ended up things eventually did crash and burn oh but be, majorly <laughs> uh, hey relax but before they did uh shit blew up mm -hmm. and i was caught in the middle and my heart was telling me one thing and my mind was telling me another my mind was making me feel like i was a bad person because I was leaving someone who needed me, but I didn't need. But I felt like they needed me and I was leaving them to be with someone else who was making me happy. And my heart was telling me that I deserved to be loved and I wasn't getting love in my relationship and to pursue Raquel. And that was a struggle that I dealt with for so long and before I could figure it out, everything came crashing down. Yeah. You weren't being honest with me when it came to your heart, your feelings, and your situation. And then when I got that call, <laughs> I'm actually very proud of myself and how I conducted myself with that situation and with her. Yeah, you didn't kill me, so thank you. Uh, yeah, well, I did something else, but... Um, <laughs> so I, I threw a pumpkin at his car. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> 
But anyways, so she called me. Um, she found a receipt in his car that had my phone number. And really? Yeah. I'm not. This is all from, from, from I'm from, the first time. Really? I've never heard this Exclusive. Uh, all right, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead. Um, so she, she found a receipt. From where? From um, the air uh, the bed and breakfast that we went to in St. Augustine. Jesus Christ. Yeah, St. Augustine. That um, goddamn bed and breakfast. That place is awesome. It's amazing. Yes. Um, unforgettable stories. High five. I'm not going to give you a high five. Okay. Continue the story. <laughs> so... <laughs> So she finds this receipt that has my number on it, and then she calls me from a block number. You set me up. <laughs> wow, I didn't know I had that. She called you from a block number? She called me from a this block number. This is crazy. Number. I've never heard this story before. You haven't? I've been I've telling ne- Oh, I probably was too angry to yeah, tell you. Yeah, you probably... Okay, so go ahead. Um, so she called me from a block number, and uh, she said, hey, I'm, I'm from this bed and breakfast. <gasps> You're lying. I am so <laughs> serious. And I'm like, wow, like they have like operators that call. Like I thought it was something small, but okay. Damn, Raquel, you're so dumb. You shouldn't be hung up. So <laughs> so gullible. What's wrong with you? She's like, yeah, I'm calling from this uh, bread and breakfast. I just want to know how was your stay, blah, blah, blah. And I said, me and my boyfriend had a fantastic time. It oh, was God. such a great time. I said, um, I celebrated my birthday there. The food was fantastic. The woman who owns the place is wonderful. I can't wait to go back. And then she's like, thank you so much for your review and for this survey. Have a fantastic time. We hope to see you again soon. Hangs up. Damn, that bitch is professional. She is. And then she calls me a second, <laughs> a second later, crying. <laughs> You know he was in a relationship, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, calm down, calm down! Like, what's going on? No, he's he's my boyfriend," and and I was like, "What?" And then she hangs up. Jesus Christ! And then she's like texting me from a Google number, just all of this crazy stuff, and Those I'm like, "Wait, Google wait!" Numbers. I said, "Hold on, call me back, call me back. Let's discuss this. Let's like, I'm like, let me get to the bottom of this. What what's going on here? Like, I'm so confused by everything because I was not expecting. I mean, who would expect that? So, she calls me back. We talk. We have a nice long conversation, and it was just her crying her eyes out at me, like you know about the whole situation, and me telling her." to calm down, center yourself, realize where you are, realize your space, figure out what you want to do. And it was just me calming her down. When inside, I was screaming and I was panicked and I was like thinking, oh my God, I'm like establishing this amazing relationship with this person who also makes me very happy. And then this happens. What do I do? What's my next move? I don't want to be rash. I don't want to be crazy. What is my next move? And um, I wanted to talk to you. And you did not want to talk to me whatsoever. She she called you. or she, I don't know what happened, but she put all the blame on me. And yeah, she, she said I that I, I had reached out to her. And that wasn't even the case. Like, I knew her name I didn't know the spelling of her name I didn't know her last name I didn't know what she looked like so I had no way of trying to like find her to like even reach out and I would never reach out either because I'm thinking that's your past that's your past that's that's a situation that you have to deal with not me Mm -hmm. so 
I went to your house because I really wanted to talk to you and you did not want to talk to me and it made me so upset and then I saw the pumpkin that we carved together and oh I got Lord. so angry and I was like fuck him fuck this pumpkin smash and then I rolled out R.I.P. and I curved I carved what was it you carved I carved you try to you try to do some like WWE like no, it wasn't symbol WWE. No, yeah that you was were. the oh, first of all I drew disrespectful. a bomb ass disrespectful cat. that was not WWE that was the Wu-Tang logo oh that's right it was yeah, the Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang logo. logo yeah you're right you're you right. check yourself sorry and it came out like <laughs> yeah, hey I got shaky hands I don't know what's wrong with me she was a master manipulator and I cannot believe that I let that shit happen which is another reason why I'm so disappointed in myself because I got fucking played boy I she was good man she was so convincing which is why you got got by that operator shit yeah <laughs> you see you got, damn she was, she was so good she composed herself her like voice was very even tone she was like oh, okay so i'm gonna give you this quick survey and i'm just like wow wow, wow. Girl, you're skilled you can be an actress she is Probably. well she'd be acting childish so oh that was impressive that was, yeah, kudos, that was kudos, yes. kudos. <laughs> that was hey hold on man this is my class we're talking about here painful <laughs> clap on that shit um so yeah, she called me and she's like, yo, she just gave you up everything. She turned her back on you. She said this, that about you. She reached out to me. She hit me up. She said that she doesn't want to be with a piece of shit like you. And I was like, she didn't say it. Well, she probably did say a piece of shit. But she doesn't want to, what, what the fuck? And then I, I was like, look, whatever your name is, we're not going to name drop. Because we learned that in the first take, right, Raquel? Yes, we did. No name dropping. Whoops. So I was... um. Did I do that? Yeah, you did do that. <laughs> See, so, yeah, and then um, I was like, look, how do I know you're telling the truth? And she's like, I just spoke to her. I know you guys stayed at this place. I know you did this together. I know you were here together at that place for this long. And I was just like, how is that possible that you know all this? I was like, damn it, Raquel did talk to her. Because how would she know all this information? And I was like, look, it's over between us anyway. Like, we're not even in a relationship. We, I would barely see her. We'd talk every day, but there was no... You would think that we were boys. Not necessarily. There was one moment that I, I was spending the night, and your phone was ringing, and you were sleeping. And I looked over, and a message said... She, she was very mad. She had wrote to you... She's like, so you're not going to call me to say goodnight? You're really going to go to sleep without calling me? That's not something you just tell to a friend. Like, that is... Well, she's expecting more than just... We were still... Yeah, you right. You guys were still something. You Maybe not in a relationship, but you guys were still something. Right. You had yeah, unsolved, we still talked. We unfinished still, business. No, no, the business was finished. But we were still... We still had a routine we still did and certain she, things for each other so that happened that's in the past now and honestly i'm really proud of myself for how i conducted myself with her because it could have gone gone really south real quick you know more more than that right it could have and i'm actually proud of that too because any other girl would have turned all the way up mm-hmm I mean, you did. You smashed that pumpkin on my car. Well, that's because I wasn't being heard. 
So I, I, well, to, I definitely heard that smash. Yeah, so I had to do something. <laughs> it's to funny. Be heard. I, w- I woke up and <laughs> I go to the kitchen, and everybody's just staring at the front, staring out the front window, <laughs> looking at my car. <laughs> and uh, and um, I was like, "What's everybody looking at?" And my brother looks at me. He goes, "Yo, there's something on your car." <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" And I go out, and I just see all of the pieces of this pumpkin all over my car but let me tell you how nice of a person Raquel actually is Raquel is such a sweetheart that she didn't throw the pumpkin at my car no Raquel slammed the pumpkin on the floor and then gently placed the pieces on top of my car to create the illusion that she got so mad that she chucked (laughs) a pumpkin at my car a full-size Publix pumpkin at my car she smashed it on the floor picked it up and scattered the pieces on my car to make it seem like she was so infuriated <laughs> you're a really nice person I really am and it but I could be a total bitch too oh trust me I know check your ass real quick I've been checked mm-hmm. so and I was scared of damaging her car too and <laughs> I was like, God, if anything were to come back, I like, I don't want. Give it up for Raquel, who was going through a really hard time, yet found the energy to be considerate for my feelings. And And your car. And my car and my belongings. Oh, my God. You're a really good person. Thank you. Thank you. But that happened. And it was hard for me, too, because we tried again. You know, we let some time pass, and then we tried it again. I couldn't get that scenario out of my mind right and i think i I think we needed that time in between so i can completely sever ties to probably the most toxic relationship that i've ever had in my life and i did not allow myself the time and i that raquel deserved for me to heal in order to fully give myself to someone else i didn't Mm -hmm. give that to raquel so i we needed that time but the second time, it didn't pan out. It, it didn't pan out. I didn't trust you. And then, which I mean, at the end, I, you know, you now understand. Before, you didn't understand. But now you understand why I felt the way I felt. So he, he hit up a girl on Facebook or they were Facebook friends. And then they decided to go to the movies. And he didn't tell me about this. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. Yes. And I'm still friends with that girl to this day. Yeah, so we'll leave her name out of this. We'll leave her name out of it, but she's... Okay. So Mm. you went to the movies and then didn't tell me that you were going to the movies. Um, And then I think I called you and I texted you, you know, while you were there. And you didn't really... You didn't reply. And then you text me the next day and said, sorry, I was at the movies. I said, you're at the movies? I was like, who, who did you go to the movies with? You didn't tell me. Like, we were just on the phone, you know, the night before. Like, you didn't say that you were going to the movies. Oh, I went with this, my friend. And I'm like, oh, okay. What friend? And, oh, this girl, I, I you know, I met her. We're friends on Facebook. And she wanted to go to the movies, and I was bored, so I want to go to the movies. Mm. And so, mm, yep, mm. this is you. Uh, well, you're, you're, you're leaving out a lot of key no, details. No, okay, I don't think so. Um, and I'm like, 
what? I'm like, why didn't why didn't you tell me that you wanted to go to the movies? Like, why didn't you know what? You never said anything. Like we were working towards being in a relationship, or we were in a monogamous relationship. Um, like that's something that you should definitely tell me, especially knowing with the past situations and what what occurred in the past. Like this is something that I need to know, and if I'm not comfortable right. with this, then you need to be respective of that. And you know, we did a lot of yelling back and forth. He didn't understand where I was coming from. I was like, okay, you're not listening to me, so I gotta go. And so then we we ended things. And then later on, he admitted to me, and you you said that you so you see where I was coming from, that you were wrong in that situation. Absolutely. I, so what had so my side of the story on that <laughs> is um. Yeah, we were talking that night, and I had just gotten home because I was feeling a little weird. I oh, this is a I remember this night. This night was crazy, so I was feeling a little funky. Like I don't know what was wrong with me. Like I felt like I was getting sick, but not really. I don't know. So I, I got home, and then I was talking to Raquel. We just got off the phone, and I was on Facebook, and I was in my. We have a group on Facebook, uh, a group about wrestling, and we talk about wrestling all the time. And there's one girl in there who's really cool because I see her at all the events. She's a really nice girl, but that's it. She's just a, you know we talk about wrestling and and I was so let me start off with this. I was wrong. I should have communicated that with Raquel, and I just my I was wrong because I didn't think anything of it. I just. It's just the movies with this girl. I did not consider Raquel at all. I didn't consider her feelings. I didn't think twice about putting myself in her shoes because if she did that to me, I was going out with some random guy. You know, it doesn't matter what the context is or where I met him from or whatever. I'm going out with a random guy. I'd feel some type of way as well. I did not consider Raquel's feelings at all. And that was my problem. I did not. And even if I did consider her feelings, and even if we talked about it, and even if she said, you know what? Yeah, that's your friend from the wrestling. You know, you guys watch wrestling, and you guys go to all the events together. That's cool. You guys have fun in the movies. I still should not have gone. I was wrong. And when Raquel kind of bitched at me, I was like, hey, what's up like why didn't you ask me to go to movies why didn't you do this and i looked at it like yo i just wanted to hang with my homies which it was and it was was just a nice time just to talk about wrestling which i can't really talk to about with just anybody like this person really knew their stuff so i enjoyed talking about that stuff so i was like you know this would be a cool nice fun time it's quick it's right by my house not too far boom whatever Mm -hmm. um i just i downplayed it a lot i downplayed it a lot and that was my problem because it was a bigger issue than I made it seem. And I just mm-hmm. never considered Raquel's feelings. And I apologize for that. I was completely wrong. Yeah. And uh, just so you know, I did not have a good time at that movie. I fell asleep, like right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I slept out the entire movie. I woke up and I started feeling like shit. And quick little story. So I left the movie theaters. I went to a 7-Eleven right by the damn AMC theater. And, or I think it was Regal. Whatever. Whatever. I I went to the 7-Eleven right by the theater. I was like, yo, I feel like shit. I need to buy NyQuil. Mm -hmm. So tonight I can fucking, I can knock out, go to sleep. 
and hopefully I'll feel better tomorrow. I felt like death. I went to the 7-Eleven, I pulled up, got in, got the NyQuil, went to the counter, and a guy says, I can't sell this to you. And I said, wait, what? You, you can't sell it to me? He said, no, 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 my friend, I can't sell this to you. I said, well, what's wrong with it? Why can't you sell it to me? And I'm looking around like to see like if, I don't know, there's like a sign somewhere that says nobody can buy NyQuil. And then he's like, oh, because he's like, he's like, it's not worth it, man. I said, what? What are you talking about? It's not worth it. I said, I'm thinking, what does this guy think I'm trying to do? I said, look, man, I'm sick. I don't feel good. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna buy this so I can go home and take it. He's like, no, man, you shouldn't drink and drive. I said, oh, God, this guy thinks I'm going to chug NyQuil and go to the club and get lit. He was kind of like an that. older Indian gentleman, so I, I'm thinking he thought that that was lean mm-hmm. in a bottle. So he's like, yo, this guy's about to get turned. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, I'm sorry, I can't sell this to you. Like, it's not worth it, man. Don't do this to yourself. Mm-hmm. I could not believe this. I was so pissed. And I felt like death the entire ride home. It was a really bad night. So just so you know, mm-hmm. I didn't have a good time. It's called karma. I, I guess. Yeah. Yep. I'm glad you understand now why I felt the way I did. But we're past that now. That's but more or less the history of Raquel and I. Yeah, a little bit. Without getting too deep in this, because yes. uh, I don't want this to be another freaking two-hour podcast. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's our history. And, um, and of course, are, there's more details to it. But Yeah, but more or less, that is what happened. Yes. I wasn't understanding, and I wasn't honest with my mm-hmm. feelings and my thoughts and I and it, it was for me it was just too scary I felt like if I would have said something I would have lost Raquel and then like, this other girl would have been pissed and well that probably would have been good for me if she would have left but I felt like I was going to lose Raquel and at that time I was not willing to risk that and that was very selfish of me and I'm sorry sorry thank you um but I hope you just know for your, your next relationship to be open and honest. Because I feel like a lot of people nowadays and within relationship, they're not they're not opening themselves up. Which is, is hard to do. It is extremely it's so hard, hard to, do. to do to let someone in that you really don't know. But that could yeah. be so vital and crucial to your, your future, you know? And, and I feel like social media plays a big role in... And why we don't open ourselves up like how how people used to social media is the worst it really is but i feel like nowadays the girl who's you, always on snapchat right you always on snapchat too promoting this podcast every <laughs> sunday at eight <laughs> but i just i feel like it's such a hindrance to our society now and it's something that we can't live without anymore. You know, you have to. You have to. We have, you have to, to have social media now, I feel. We have to embrace it. You do. You do. And then I feel like a lot of people live in this negative bubble because we're trying to impress the person who brings us no value to our life. Like, you know, it's just just, just to yep. irrelevant people, like, you know, and that sucks. That sucks. I don't care for social media because social media has... Uh, you should care for social media. you got to promote your podcast somehow. But this is what I'm a, saying. Well, and, like, and as far as... In, in reference to my uh, relationships, uh, social mm-hmm. media has always caused a problem, man. It's always... Always. always caused a problem. 
and I wish that it didn't, man. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff that is out of my control. Yeah. I can only control so much, you know. I don't know. Well, we're me and Raquel are in a better place now. Yep. That's all that matters. We are in a better place. We are. And. And I think we can be very candid with you, with each other, which is which is awesome. Very open and honest now, more so than ever, and be very frank with each other and like I have no problem calling him out on his shit and he called me out on mine constantly on time every time I don't know if you guys can see that you can't see this but I'm rolling my eyes at him so hard I can confirm that she did not roll her eyes at <laughs> I did so but yeah I've learned a lot and I wasn't always the best person in the world I was a piece of shit I was a douchebag I was the fucking worst man but I had, I had, I had potential. I had the potential to be better, and I think that's why some people tolerated me a little longer than others. I am the type of person that I like to see the good in everyone. I like to have a lot of faith, and I like to have a lot of hope. And I saw really great potential in you as a man, you know, and as a person, and and you know as a future you know boyfriend or whatever and that's why i gave you a second chance is because i saw that potential that you had to be great and i saw the potential that we had within the relationship and it just it sucked that it didn't you know turn out great you know but i'm glad that we're we're at the space that we are now where we can be very candid and honest with each other and when I need someone to turn to to be honest with me. I know I can call him and he can be like, yo, Raquel, this is fucked up because of this. Or, you know, you shouldn't think that way because of that. And then vice versa, like he can call me and he's, he's talked to me about situations and I'll put him in his place and be like, no, this is how you have to act or whatever. And that's the honest truth of the nature of our friendship. Mm-hmm. And which brings me to my next point that kind of upsets me is that a lot of people that I was involved with mm-hmm. do not like Raquel because when I explain to them who Raquel is I say well Raquel is a girl who I dated we were in a relationship and I go on so forth and I explain the nature of that we are cool now we're just friends uh, she asked me for advice I give her advice uh, if I need uh, um, some reassurance and I need to get checked on something Raquel would be right there to do First that for one. me mm-hmm. <laughs> relax relax <laughs> so and I wish people would understand that but whenever you're explaining that to someone that you're dating hey babe so Raquel is this girl that I used to date done they stop listening after that mm-hmm. I and, mean, and rightfully so yeah, because when you hear that you're just like yo you think the worst you do. You're like, guess. yo, they, he used to date her. He probably still has feelings for her. If, if they talk or if they hang out, if they talk for any longer than five minutes, uh, a spark might occur between them and they might fall in love and run off together and elope. Ugh, he wishes. That shit is not going to happen. <laughs> we are not going to elope. Mainly because Raquel does not know the meaning of the word elope. So that Shut couldn't even, up. Oh, my God. That could not even happen. You didn't even know what inebriated mean. Because you made that word up. I didn't so, make that word um, up. <laughs> you I don't to understand. It. I don't understand that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I know that we think that and we overthink, and it's like, yo, this could happen. You don't know. You never know. It's going to happen. I wish some people were more understanding. Mm-hmm. 
and I feel like if they talked to you, they would understand, like, oh, it's just Raquel. It ain't no big deal. You know, your ex, when we talked on the phone, she likes me. <laughs> she really likes me. <laughs> she ain't gonna like you after this podcast. No, uh-uh. That's for damn sure. Shout outs to her. Shout outs to her and her uh, her fake uh, car insurance voice that she put on for <laughs> to trick your ass. Yeah, I'm with Yelp. When does Yelp start making phone calls? Yeah, I'm with Yelp. I'm doing a survey that you're going to get nothing for at the end. We are now in a happier place. Raquel is... Amazing. No, relax. That's not what I was going to say. Um, Raquel is working on herself and her current relationship, and she is happy. And I could not be any happier for her. Mm-hmm. And me, well... I'm just a rolling stone on the no, next you're stop. No, so, you're still working on yourself and your relationship with yourself. And that is something to be proud of and happy for. So I'm going to uh, reference my Twitter real quick because of what she just said. Follow me on Twitter, please. I need more followers. Um, at Heartbeat Sneaks on Twitter, Instagram. The links are on my Podbean page. That's twohearts.podbean.com. If, I mean, if they're listening to this, then... If you're listening sh- to this, I could be talking to myself. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure. Whatever, whatever. So, on my Twitter, I pinned on June 20th, uh, just about a month ago. Mm-hmm. It says, I need to be alone. I want to be alone. To work on me, reflect on me, and ultimately be a better me for you. Mm-hmm. Beautiful words. You would think that would come from a scholar uh, and um, those are the truest words and those that's if my soul could speak mm-hmm. that's what it would say and that's what I'm doing now I am working on myself well you know, we before we we you know got on the podcast we were actually talking about mantras and that's a good mantra for you to have that could be your mantra that is going to be my mantra because mm-hmm. I am in a state now that I need to work on myself and this is going to attract the right person for me. Well, I think that we should never stop working on ourselves. Absolutely. We never should be ever stop. evolving. Yes. Always constantly learning. Yes. And, uh, and being whoever, receptive. in who, whatever situation, whoever you're with, hold you back from yourself and working on yourself. That's not someone you need to be with. Correct. And that's, you know. No, you always have to, you always have to, uh, you have to when you're in your when you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. you need to be your partner's biggest fan their biggest supporter whatever you want to do I got you even if I don't necessarily agree with it (laughs) almost want a name drop I don't necessarily agree with some of the things that you want to do but if it's going to make you happy you better believe that I'm going to be right by your side holding your hand the entire way I'm a bitch and complain. Yeah, you do bitch. But I'll never stop. Su- <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I do like to bitch and complain, but I'll never stop supporting you. Yeah. And I will understand that this whatever you want to do is going to make you happy. Yeah, I was in a very toxic. Re- you know this. I was in a very toxic relationship before you. This person did not. He even though he would say, "Oh, I want to push you. I want you to improve yourself." He would hold me back so much. He would complain and say that I'm I'm too friendly, which is his favorite. Facts. He says, you're too friendly, you're too friendly. And I'm like, what do you mean? 
Like, I'm just being me. This is just my normal talking this voice. This is just, just, this is just me. Uh, and then he, he hated the fact that I love to work out. Hated it. Insecurities. He did not want me to work out He didn't want all. you to meet a big buff guy at the gym. So he would, he was also very hood, which is a total opposite of my personality. I mean, I guess I could get really hood too. You, she can. She I, can definitely get hood. Oh yeah, but uh, he was on another level that I just was not. He didn't. He doesn't seem like your type. He's not my type. So what the hell are you doing with this guy I, for so long? I don't know. I don't know. It's his charm. It's the whole. It's you his know. Charm. It's the, the potential that I saw in him. You, you saw know? potential. In him? I did see potential in him, but then again, the, I see potential in everybody. That's just, true, man. That's true. Yes. She sees roadkill on the side of the road. I was like, well, he can get up. No, they're eating his flesh right yeah, now. Yeah, let's keep him mouth to mouth. Maybe he'll get up. I don't yeah, know. Maybe he'll get up. <laughs> so uh, if you're not following along, she's basically saying that that guy was roadkill, basically. You said he was roadkill, and I agree. The guy's but... a bomb, dude. Yeah, I mean, anywho. Um, but yeah, so now currently I've, I've been meditating quite a bit to center myself. Okay. And I feel like, why haven't I done that sooner? <laughs> you see a major. You, do you see a major difference in yes. your energy and? Oh yes, yes. I feel like I carry myself much lighter. And then I recently went on vacation to um, the hostel in the forest, which is in Georgia, and um, that was. A very enlightening experience and I when I first got there I thought I was gonna freaking hate it I'm like get me out of here I'm too much of a bougie bitch for this shit and I ended up really immersing myself in it and in the light that the place had and this divine feeling of being so close to nature and being away from everyone who fogged my judgment or 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 fogged my mentality of of different things i don't know but it just it brought me into such a peace that i'm still feeling it you know and i haven't and it's been like over a month since i've been back so sounds very spiritual Uh, it is it's a very spiritual spiritually awakening moment for myself and i am so happy that i went through it and i can't wait to go back can't wait yeah it sounds refreshing oh it is how important is it for you and your relationship or any relationship that you find yourself in in the future for your man Mm -hmm. to match your energy oh it's so important it's so important for you guys to, to match energies because i mean if you don't then there's a disconnect yeah, it'll make you it'll make you see somebody completely different. It'll make you see somebody for who they really are. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I talked to my recent recent ex. Uh, my recent ex, she would tell me all the time that her relationship before me, the energy was horrible. Mm-hmm. The energy was so bad. It was heavy and toxic. And I, at first, I just took them for just words. Mm -hmm. And then I really started to analyze what good, and and I started to compare what good energy and good energy can do versus good energy and bad energy. 
and things just flow and flourish so m- much more naturally when energy is matched. Mm-hmm. Every it just makes everything more sensitive and in a good way, and that I never thought that that would be something that's important to me. Yeah, or something that I needed to look for in a partner. But my energy needs to be matched. You can't mm-hmm. be pessimistic all the time. You can't walk around like you have a chip on your shoulder, hating the world. I need someone positive, mm-hmm. optimistic, someone who just I mean loses those, good energy. But there's people who are on the pessimistic side, but it needs a positive person to balance them out. But they need to be on the same energy wavelength for that to happen see that's where I disagree because now you're dependent on someone what if they no, leave not necessarily well yeah if you need them I mean, to balance you out but that person can can balance you out and can show you the light and you can feel enlightened and if that person decides to leave yeah okay you're talking you about being you're talking about being inspired Yes. Yeah. I feel like okay. I feel like everyone in the relationship should be inspired and should be motivated. Absolutely. You're talking about being inspired because having to be with someone who balances you out versus inspiring you. If they balance you out, it's like a chair with three legs. You put the fourth leg under it, it's balanced. You take that leg out, it topples over. Mm, I can still balance myself. I please I do I do not want to see you with demonstrate. Two legs, with I don't one. Want, Oh god. I got this. I'm floating on air. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm going to put in your application to the circus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I I I respectfully disagree. Like I think that you can have someone balance you out and then if they decide to leave still be balanced. Well, that's different. That you you you're talking about being inspired. You that person inspires you to be receptive to uh positive energy and harnessing positive energy mm-hmm. if you need someone who balances you out you are dependent mm-hmm. and I think that that was and in her last relationship she she's a very she has good energy and she saw that she could not inspire him all that you can do is be yourself and you project positive energy mm-hmm. and you hope that it touches the people around you and affects the people around you if you're doing that and that motherfucker is still negative, you know who the, you know who the problem is. The guy who doesn't want to be or the person who does not want to be receptive to change. Yeah. And also take a good hard look at yourself too cuz you know you're allowing this to happen. Right. Not be realizing what's going on, living in that moment and accepting it and allowing it to happen. And I think a lot of us play victim to that. And, you know, I have, I know you have, like, yep. Yeah. But it's something that we have to go through. And then when we awaken from that moment and really step back and see, okay, this shit is not good. I gotta go. He gotta go. She gotta go. This is this is not for me. Then that's an awakening moment. And I feel like it's really hard, but it's also a beautiful thing. And people can carry on energy from their past relationship, which unfortunately happened to you, is that she held on to that, that, that energy. And... Um, even though it didn't, it didn't appear right away. It did manifest itself eventually. Everything so. that happens in the dark eventually comes, comes to light. light. That's right. And I always say, if um, if you're having a problem 
really um, getting to know someone, if that person, if you feel like there's something missing, um, I like to praise the moon. So I always ask the moon. I'm not going to howl at the moon. <laughs> I always, I always praise the moon. And then I always say um, for that person to be in mast, to take that mask from that person so I can really see who they are and see if this is something that I want, good or bad. And it always ends up working out in my favor. I always, as soon as I ask for that person or that situation to be unmasked, it is. And then I can clearly see it. Well, I'm glad the moon's working in your favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes people go... And you know, and I thought about it. She used to tell me that, you know, this guy is so negative. This guy is this and that. And I really tried to, like, sit... And I don't know the guy, but I tried to, like, analyze... And kind of come up with I try to figure out why he is the way he is and I think it's sometimes we go through stuff in our life that just makes us negative and we carry this negative energy and sometimes we don't want to be negative we all want to be positive but sometimes stuff happens in our life that just alters us and it yeah. alters our thought process and it just clouds our judgment and affects us and I think that's what also happened in my relationship mm-hmm. or my past relationship that I don't know if you realize this but there was a little bit of a similarity between me and her in our relationships uh, where are you going with this <laughs> because she had just gotten out of a very um, Ru- I think okay, a yes, toxic and yes. abusive relationship right. and then jumped right into another one and then I came out of a toxic and abusive relationship and then jumped right into you and having a relationship with you and you know the universe always sends these messages around and so you have the situation with me that occurred went through it whatever we're not together anymore then you have a situation that also occurred almost you know the, the same but with different people and that's the universe bringing it back around to see if you learned your lesson kind of thing that's what I always take from it is if it's happening again it's the universe showing me all right did you learn your lesson or do you want to go through this again yeah that's uh, that's one way to look at it yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, he doesn't believe my universe mumbo jumbo. It's definitely mumbo jumbo, but I'm trying to be more receptive to it because then I'd be a hypocrite if I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And that's what I preach is to be receptive to new information. And um, yes. Yeah. So that's what I. That's my assessment of him. I believe. I believe that stuff has happened in his life that allowed that uh, altered his thought process and clouded his judgment, and it just allowed him to be negative. Mm-hmm. And the same thing in my last relationship, I, she, I don't think, she never gave herself time to heal and she deserved that time. Mm-hmm. But it was too late. We had already met. Love is like quicksand, man. No, we can slow down the process, but we're still going down the hole. Yeah. Love is a beautiful thing, though. Love is beautiful. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous thing. It hurts. Oh, it hurts. And it feels oh. so good. Mm-hmm. I always say, it's like, love is like a knife. You can slice the bread with it, and you can also stab with it. This is true. Um, there's this passage on here. Let me find it really quick. So I have this amazing book called Just Be um, by Addison Palmer. 
fantastic book if you want something like light reading that's going to be positive and encouraging. I love this book. It says, love is the energy of creation and it's the most contagious force in the universe. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Love is definitely contagious. Mm -hmm. And spreads like wildfire. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so this book is just fantastic. Um, and then after every after every chapter, it tells you to take to take a moment and really embrace your self in the, the space that you're in. And it tells you to thank the energy, thank God, thank whoever that you pray or praise to um, for the moment. Well, I'm currently reading something what are you reading? that makes you feel the other way. Oh, um, yeah, interesting. You know, oh, it is. Uh, so I bought a couple of books recently, and um, I, I bought these books to try to understand my last relationship, understand her. Okay. I mean, I may be where I am right now, and she is where she is, but I still feel the need and the responsibility. I think I owe it to myself to still try to understand who she was, even though we are separated. It, because I think it will then, in turn, help me understand maybe what I did wrong or what I could have been a little more sensitive to or a little more understanding with and I think will in turn help me have a clear understanding of what had happened I think I think what you're doing is something that you feel like you need to do but I also just from being an experience of having my heart broken and then not knowing where this person's head's at and what are they thinking me just being deep in those feelings like trying to find an answer all it did was end up holding me back and hurting me more and then once I let go of the thought of trying to understand that other person and saying you know what this is the situation that I have at hand I need to deal heal and move on and stop leaving, living in the past of, you know, not knowing what's going on in their mind. Because they only know. The, you know, you can't reach in, especially after that door has been closed, after you walked away. You can't reach in and, and grab someone's thoughts and, and be able to read them and figure them out. You have to realize, you know what, that person did, well, you did what they did. And there's nothing that I can do about it. And I, yeah, I could sit here and try to depict and try to t understand the situation. But... At the end of the day, it kind of holds you back in a way. Oh, I don't agree. I don't agree because any information is good information. Mm -hmm. And if I can have some kind of clarity on what happened, it's kind of a way with embracing it and dealing with it, which I am still currently, still currently, still, dealing, I'm still with. currently dealing with. So, mm -hmm. And it's comforting because there's a lot of gaps of information or no information mm -hmm. in that relationship. And I feel like these books are giving me the kind of some uh, a different kind of uh, insight mm -hmm. and it's giving me a different perception on and just allowing me to have this awareness just to be wiser. Okay. And I want someone else's outlook. So I'm reading these books. I'm reading Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Okay. And that is really giving me a lot of insight. And it's good because... In the first couple pages, he says, the author says that um, the stuff that his wife, him and his wife were arguing about and the things that would bother them and the stuff that would annoy her and the mm -hmm. stuff that would irritate him 
is no longer an issue, you know, years later after he had learned everything he needed to learn. Mm-hmm. And shit, that's great. If I can harness that kind of information, if I can have that data stored in my mind, I think it'll be a, it'll, it'll help me in future relationships. It's just, I think, what it sounds like to me is he had an open and honest conversation with his wife to be able to. Well, he had an open and honest conversation with himself. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of just understanding who his wife was because we cannot change our partner. No. Uh, That's our partner's job to change. It's not for us to, it's not our responsibility. Mm -hmm. And he just was more sensitive to certain things and we should be. He, he pretty much says we shouldn't expect people to do things our way. People are going to do things their way and we need to kind of adapt. And, you know, as long as it's not compromising who you are. Yes. And that's something that I'm understanding. And I mean, if you ask me, if my honest opinion, I feel like I was great in that relationship. Not perfect. But I feel like I was doing a lot of things for the very first time, of course, you know, being mm-hmm. brutally open and honest. I was doing everything that I could, and I felt like I did. I felt like I made myself proud. I didn't do anything in that relationship that I felt was disrespectful. or I wasn't perfect, though. Yeah, I don't think we're... Uh, we're not perfect. And there's no way for us to be perfect within a relationship. You could just be you. Absolutely. that's the best thing that you can offer anyone is just to be yourself and to be open and here I am you know yeah so I find myself in a position now to work on myself better myself take care of myself start a podcast Mm -hmm. hopefully touch a heart or two out there and uh, I want everybody I want to be completely transparent and I want everybody to see who I am, mm-hmm. not just her. I'm sure she'll see it, but I want everyone listening to see who I am, and I want that to inspire change yeah. and inspire someone to reevaluate themselves. So, uh, inspire people to uh, reconstruct themselves. I think we all sometimes hit a plateau, and it's like, well, I'm good, you know, I'm mm-hmm. straight. I'm a nice guy. I'm just. You can always be a little more understanding. You can always be a little more sensitive to people. You can always be, um, you can always have uh, a, a more open line of communication with your family, with your friends, in your relationship. You can always do more. And right now, I am trying my best to do the most. Yeah. And that's all you can do. And you should be proud of yourself for that. I'm very proud. Good. I'm patting myself on my back. You can't even reach. Oh, I got dinosaur arms. Yep. Energy is important. Oh, so important. You've got to match my energy or else Mm -hmm. it ain't going to work out. Kick to the curb. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, you're going to get kicked to the curb. I want to talk about music. All right, let's do it. I want to talk about music because I want to talk about music because you and I, you have really good taste in music. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, my God. This is is an exclusive. I've never heard this before either. He's never wanted to fully admit this. But we just, oh, I'm so happy right now. Look, man. I have fantastic taste in music. I 
promise that I would be open and honest. And as much as it's making my skin sizzle right now. If you could see my face right now, it is glowing and I have the biggest smile. If you could see my face right now, I'm having a mild stroke. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I will admit, you have really good taste in music. And you put me onto a couple songs that are so good. And I'm so mad. And I will lie to anybody who tells me who asked me where I got this song from. You have put me on some good music. And um, one thing that I like to do on this uh, podcast is I like to break down lyrics because I talk about me since my breakup. I'm just very sensitive Mm -hmm. to a lot of information. Just anything that I read, I really, I feel the words. I feel the passion and emotion behind it. I feel the pain behind the words. I feel the joy behind the words. And same goes with song lyrics Mm -hmm. which is why i chose that song that plays in the beginning of my podcast because the lyrics they're just oh my they burn my soul they it feels so good to hear them and it hurts to hear them as well i love it when when uh when a song lyrics really hits you to your core and there was one song when i was going through my very recent breakup um, and it was very painful, and I heard this song on the second day of the break, and uh, it was painful to listen to, but at the end of the song, it was so gratifying because I felt like, damn, this is me. This is me right now. Loved every second. What song is that? It is called, uh, I believe it's called Without You by Girl or Girls uh, with a U. Give me a line in that song that really... Well, Hits you. so it's it's more of a it's, a, it's a jazzy vibe. It's a soulful, jazzy vibe. Um, and at the end of the song, she starts talking. This, this woman starts, have, did you listen to it? No, I never got around to listening to it. So she starts talking and then she's like, I'm going to move on and I'm going to move on right now. What about that guy over there? And like, she just like, and I'm like, yes, queen. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, move on from that man. <laughs> so I just, I loved it. Uh, I love the message. Okay. Well, I wrote it down on this paper. Okay, yeah. It's called, it's called Girl. It's by Girls. And it's uh, capital G-U-R-L-S. And then the song's called Without You. But it's pretty awesome. I think you'd really like the song. Who, me? Mm-hmm. Well, you do put me out to a lot of songs. You know you know the type of music that I like. Yeah. And right now, I'm very into that soulful vibe stuff. I listen to a lot of... Um, right now, I'm listening to a lot of Janae. Uh, I'm listening to a lot of... Um, what was it? Sabrina Claudio. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of Daniel Caesar. Just soulful chill vibes stuff that speaks to my heart that's awesome so like i'm I'm into the same kind of music too yeah you bite off my style Uh, you just said that i have fantastic taste in music so Mm. who's biting off of whose style check yourself before you wreck yourself that's that's up for debate and so in the song it actually says that they have to go their separate ways you know it's a new year new new you kind of thing and um, it was right after New Year's when uh, me and the person I was seeing, you know, ended things. Um, so then this the song hit and she's like, you know, it's New Year, New You. Um, 
so I'm moving on without you, babe. There's no turning back now. I'll make it without you. And it's just, it just very really, positive. Very positive. You're going on without this person. New year, new you. Who's next? Damn. So very straightforward. It was, and and that's how I like to live my life. And I love the song, and it was very jazzy, and um, and it got you through that time. It did. I played. It the gave song you over gave you that yet. gave you that energy. Very much so. Very empowering. Well, I have a song. Tell me about yourself. That I dedicate to. Uh, well, it's kind of it. I hear the song, and this song is represents my last relationship or how I felt because mm-hmm. it's so real. And I'm going to break down the lyrics because if you've heard this song, you probably haven't really analyzed the lyrics, but I'll break it down for you exactly what uh, Mr. Daniel Caesar was trying to say. Yeah, you did send me this song. I did? You did, ah! but I had already known about the song because it, it popped up on my feed. I just hadn't had time to go through the lyrics. Okay, what song go through is the this? Song. It's Get You by Daniel Caesar. Uh-huh. And God damn, this is probably my favorite song of all time. You're welcome. And I listen to it and I think about her because I feel what this man is saying. I feel it so much in my soul. It's so familiar, this mm-hmm. feeling. So I'm going to break down the lyrics real quick. So it says, uh, through drought and famine, natural disasters, my baby has been around for me. Are you vibing over there? I am, because I can I can. I, you hear can it feel it. Head. Yeah. Now, here's my favorite part. Kingdoms have fallen. Angels be calling. None of that could ever make me leave. Now, what that means, for those thing. of you who aren't uh, uh, following along, this is- kingdoms have fallen. Angels be calling. So what he's talking about is people in other relationships are splitting up. And these girls are now hitting him up out of nowhere. All of these newly single girls who have just ended their journey with someone else is now focusing their attention on him. Kingdoms have fallen. Angels be calling. None of that could ever make me leave. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. 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 And I felt that because the girls were coming for me and I think that's that's a problem that you're always gonna face honestly especially me I'm, I'm, I'm slightly oh answer. my god <laughs> but I, I think that's a problem that you're gonna because you're really nice and you because you don't want to hurt anyone or to make anyone feel bad so you'll a lot of the times entertain them a little bit I don't entertain anybody he does no I don't yeah you do I don't. I'm nice to people. Somebody says something, I say something bad. But I learned. I learned. I was nice. All right. Entertained so girls. Nice. I learned that I can't do that. I yeah. have to think about my partner. Yeah. You do. You do. And even though I feel like I'm just being nice to these girls and being polite, how is it going to make my partner feel? And just because I feel like my partner shouldn't feel that way doesn't mean my partner does doesn't not have the right to feel that way mm-hmm. she has every right to be jealous or upset and I have no I'm in no position I have no right to tell her that she shouldn't feel like that or that she's tripping mm-hmm. that's where I was wrong yeah so 
when I hear those words, kingdoms have fallen, angels be calling, and none of that could ever make me leave. Mm-hmm. It was so true because I was so down for this girl. Yeah. Nobody could cross my path and I would give them a double look. Yeah. Nobody. I only saw her. And that felt so good. That is. That is an extremely good feeling. And I, I felt strong, powerful. Like, yo, I don't care who comes into my life. Nobody could ever take me away. Mm-hmm. Nobody could ever distract me from her. Mm-hmm. None of that could ever make me leave. Yeah. Every time I hear this song, man, oh. It's so, a really good song. It's so good. If you haven't heard it, it's Daniel Caesar get you please youtube it Mm -hmm. feel this man's words beautiful voice oh his voice and it's nice yeah he's got a good voice Mm. oh well Mm. you're ruining the song for me (laughs) (laughs) all righty but it 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 makes me it brings me back to a time where i felt powerful and in love untouchable i felt we were untouchable because nothing could break me. Yeah. Nobody, no woman. No, no, no one thing. could break that connection that you have with her. Nobody could. Yeah. Untouchable. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's a beautiful thing. Yay. Yay. Well, uh, we had a bunch of stuff written down here uh, mm-hmm. to talk about, but we talk. Wait, what's wrong with us? Why do we talk so much? It's you. you. No, I was going to say it's you. It's definitely you. You yeah. talk too much and then you start rambling. And then you brought a book out and then you brought the sage out. And, I mean, the sage uh, is already out. So well, you need to put it back in. But I mean, that could be for another time, another podcast. <laughs> so you're naturally assuming I'm inviting you on for another one? Uh, I'm a yes. Uh, well, we do have a lot here to talk about that I think yes. would be interesting. But I felt like I needed to talk about our relationship yeah. I didn't want to at first I know when you brought it up you saw how hesitant I was yes I just I because I was a very like I said I was very disappointed in myself that's not who I am that is absolutely that's not who, who I am. you were but that's not who you are now correct I was that person mm-hmm. and I've come a really long way yes and I'm understanding little things like thinking about my partner you know and and putting them first and really putting myself in their shoes Mm -hmm. and just because i feel like it's not a big deal does not mean it's not a big deal for you exactly i learned that in my last relationship as well exactly i I think that's a really big issue that people have within their relationships is not realizing that the things that don't matter so much to you doesn't mean that they don't matter to the other person yeah, I, she would she would you know be upset or bug out about certain things, and I would just be like, I would for, at first like any of any other man, man she tripping man why she why she tripping, but then I kept asking myself why, my favorite three letter word by the way, why, why does my girl feel this way, mm-hmm. what's making her feel this way? Let me really try to understand. Let me sit here alone in my thoughts and really try to put myself in her shoes. And that's what I feel like people struggle with so much within relationships people is don't do not that. putting yourself in the other person's situation, putting yourself in the other person's shoes or mindset. And I know it's so hard it's to do that to step struggle. outside it's of yourself. It is because if there's something that you're not used to doing, 
if you're not an open person to try to put yourself in someone else's shoes or someone else's situation, it's, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, some people just don't do it because it's mm-hmm. so hard. It's not even a struggle. It's not even a, no one even attempts. They just, you're tripping. Why are you tripping? Stop tripping. And then it makes you think like, fuck, am I, am I really tripping? Because why is he saying that? Why is he saying I'm tripping? He wouldn't say that unless I am tripping. That's the major problem. Because now we're making our partner feel like they don't have an, they don't have the right to feel that way. No, everyone has a right to their feelings and entitled to their feelings. And if, if they're not happy with the situation or if they don't feel right about the situation, then they need to speak up. And that's what I've always done in my relationships and sometimes it turned out good and then sometimes it didn't turn out good and but it turned out the way it was supposed to turn out exactly and you know what i can't i can't and i shouldn't hide and you shouldn't hide who you are and just to be more open and and i see that that you're gonna be more open in your next relationship after you deal heal and move on from this one and then just say your mantra every time you've you feel like you're a little stuck or you you feel like you need some clearance or some guidance or whatever just say your mantra within yourself say it out loud and i encourage everyone to if you don't have one to make up a mantra yeah i'm starting to realize that that is actually pretty crucial yes i thank you for doing this of course Uh, thanks for having me i know a lot of people are going to be upset hearing you on this and you know what? It is what it is. But I want people to understand that Raquel did help me out in in challenging times. I don't want to say hard times. I want to say challenging times. Times where I doubted myself and times where I thought, am I doing this right? Who can I ask that's going to be brutally honest with me? Because I need to save or I need to make sure that my situation is going as smooth as it can. And Raquel was there for me and... I appreciated that and her words and her advice really reassured me that I was in the right Mm -hmm. space, in the right place with the right person and that what I felt for her, Raquel reminded me, she reassured me that what I felt in my last relationship was real and it was right and it was beautiful Mm -hmm. and I thank you for that come anytime that'll be the last time thank you Uh, (laughs) let's recap he just said that he loves his music and that I'm amazing Mm. you're a great help and for me to not um, acknowledge that because it might hurt somebody's feelings would be selfish and discrediting and I'm not going to discredit you because you helped my relationship even Mm. though she might not think that you definitely, okay. you definitely did because you made me realize that that, that was the person for me. Mm-hmm. The things you would say to me just reassured me. And I, I appreciate your words. Of course. And I'm forever grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, it, it, when we used to talk about, you know, their situation and her, I would always, always tell you, put her first. Put yourself in her position put yourself in her shoes if she's not feeling good about a certain situation there has to be a reason why you got to figure it out and you got to make sure she feels secure in her relationship with you 
I'm glad that I was able to be there for you and to be honest and open and help you the best way that I could. And I'm sorry that it didn't work out the way it should um, or the way that you wanted it to, but everything happens as it should is what I should say. Everything happens as it should. And this is a great learning curve for you to apply to your next one. You're right. Everything does happen. Everything did happen as it should. Yes. And whatever happens from here, because life is crazy and we don't know Mm -hmm. what's coming next. Mm -hmm. Whoever that person is will get the best version of me. Mm -hmm. You're going to get the best and the worst. So be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm going to edit that part out. So... uh, I, no, but I mean, the key thing in a relationship is you're your best and you're your worst with that person, you know, and that's what um, really builds like a strong relationship is being at your most vulnerable and saying, this is who I am at my worst and this is who I am at my best. And that's how you know if that, that person is right for you or not. I'm hopeful for love. I'm a hopeless romantic and I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I just hope that the universe is as good to me as I am to it. True that. True that. That's all I can. That's all I can really do. So, right. um, well, thank you for having me on here. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sorry for the first, uh, our first attempt at this, and how heated and aggressive that got. Yeah, cause, cause, like we say, we have this banter between us, and we're very real with each other. And so I had to check him on some stuff. You checked me or I checked you? We checked each other. Okay. That's fair to say. Uh, but we're good now. Yes. Beef is squashed. We're going to end this before we have another fight. Yeah. I, <laughs> I got to get the hell out of here. <clears throat> Everybody who listened to the first one, I thank you so much. And I hope you listen to this one. This one was, I allowed myself to be very vulnerable on this one. Mm-hmm. And I, at first, I really did not want to. But I want to be open and honest because I expect everybody who I talk to, who I sit across from, to be open and honest. This is two hearts podcast, not one heart. So uh, with that being said, actually, be- before we sign off, I'd like to give props when props are due. Raquel helped guide me through parts of a relationship that was very overwhelming at times. At times, it felt as if I bit off more than I can chew. Raquel always grounded me and reassured me that I was doing things the right way. She assured me that what I was feeling was love and erased all my doubts and insecurities because God knows I had a bunch of them. Raquel was the biggest fan slash supporter of my last relationship. She truly rooted for me and my ex. She did it because she loves me and love is selfless. That is a lesson that I'm currently in the process of learning. Love a person the way they need to be loved. Not the way you want to love. Love is selfless, not selfish. That's a quote by Tony Gaskins. And I love her just the same. I wish her nothing but positivity and happiness. I hope her current relationship works out exactly as she wants it to. She always had my back since day one, and I never really reciprocated that. That changes today, because to love someone is truly to be selfless. So with that being said, let me wrap this up for real this time.
Thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next time, goodbye, and good night.